0: Have you ever felt overwhelmed by life or unable to see any other way through? Maybe you've even said to yourself, there has to be a better way. The good news is that there is always a better way. It's time to reclaim your humanity. Welcome to Getting to Unstuck, the 20-minute jolt that you need to help you in life and work. So let's get started.
1: I I, I, we need to change the music because I'll just start every podcast giggling away like a I child. I know, I feel like I'm always
0: wiggling on my chair. Well, happy happy Tuesday, happy morning. If you're in the morning right now you're live with us, um, happy new year, happy 2024. And we personally want to say thank you because today's episode, along with going live on Facebook and YouTube, is also going live on our LinkedIn page because Yay. we've reached... We've reached our first goal of 150 followers on LinkedIn so we can actually broadcast live to our page. So that's really, that's for the win for us mm-hmm. and really win in 2024. If you are just tuning in or if you're new here, welcome to Getting to Unstuck. We are a live cast 20 minute conversation with three coaches. We are from Whole Human Coaching and every episode we are always continuing to focus on how we can reclaim uh, our humanity through life and work. And today is Teamwork Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, we are always focusing on what it looks like to lead a team, to be a part of a team, and to understand how we can do better as teams, Mm -hmm. in particular around the areas of reclaiming our humanity, which is a big theme and which is why we do what we do. So today, we're going to be talking about the perfect or the ultimate cocktail for teams. Caroline, well, Colin, this is, this has drink. been fun as, <laughs> as we've been preparing for this. It's been fun to think about it. We have. So we're talking about how to pull together a recipe for teams. That's good for the individual and good for the team. So a team may be made up of individuals, but those individuals are part of a whole too. So when those team members feel alone in a journey, even if it's us as individuals, uh, everyone pays the price, but it is possible for our team's dynamics to be about a true balance. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Who wants to weigh in first on what we mean when we're talking about the ultimate cocktail for teams?
2: Well, I well, think maybe we should when describe- we had,
1: yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Over to you, Colin. <laughs> we a no, I, just think, I just
1: think we should just, you know, probably find the price is right thing. We should probably define <laughs> what we mean by a cocktail, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. I think what, what, what's, you know, we're not sort of promoting drinking on the job, but the idea is that (laughs) mixologists, right, when Mm -hmm. they're putting together a recipe or a a cocktail, are very, very careful about the ingredients, about Mm -hmm. the measurements, about the cadence in which you're making it and all that stuff. So the, the idea is that when we speak about the cocktail, it's, Treating your team as an organic living being,
2: mm-hmm. not
1: as a group of individuals that are mm. living, hope, hopefully living and, and, and alive on the team and working. But that, that ensemble, that wholeness that you've, that you've just put together is much bigger than the sum of the parts. So that's really yes. what we mean by, by what's the mixology? How did you mix it? What's going in there? Right. And, and it's recognizing that it's alive
2: it is and it's also recognizing the components of it and how each one is important and how it also t- needs to be subtle sometimes sometimes when you're mixing a, a beautiful cocktail it's that very fine subtle piece that you add at the end that actually makes it brilliant and wonderful mm-hmm. that blends all the rest of it together so it is looking at what are the individual ingredients of a cocktail of the of the team but also really recognizing that each one has a value and a place in it. And the recipe can change depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think also
0: when, because the reason that we are focusing on this, this month in particular is comes out of a couple things. Number one, it comes out of last week, we were introducing a simple word that is, that people may not have heard of before, but it's the concept of, degrowth which does not mean to diminish in any way that uh, we don't want people to get caught up in that but it's the idea of actually tuning in and discovering not what just works but what works for everyone and that brings up everyone in the process Mm -hmm. in particular in the workplace which is what our conversation is around uh, on Tuesdays with Teamwork Tuesdays
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: Colin in back Mm -hmm. in December we had brought into uh, our conversation and, and we'd introduced the idea of micro missions and what that could mm. look like. So if you're hearing right. about this for the first time, you can look back in our one of our December episodes on, uh, if you are on a podcast player or anywhere that our episodes are listed, we talked about things that make it important, what that team determines is important. But really as today we're, we're building on that because the, can you help us first just establish what we talked about with micro missions so we can build on that today in our conversation? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of a micro mission is really to fine tune the a larger sort of corporate or, or enterprise mission that mm-hmm. you've got for the whole organization and it's to fine tune it and define one that meets the sort of the exact needs of your team of the individuals mm-hmm. that, that are in that, in that, in that. Well, obviously in that team, right? Mm-hmm. So a micro mission is you may be part of something much greater, but your team has a specific set of objectives and a, and has a precise role and it might have its own challenges. So the idea is that to create that tighter cultural cohesion, if you can write a micro mission that is specific to you guys, you know, you, two, three, five, 10, 20 people, mm-hmm. then you can create Really, both cohesion around it and adherence to it, and and everybody's kind of pulling from, or they should be pulling from and singing from the same song sheet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's I think it's important for for organizations that are that are growing and changing, that are dynamic, and that might have different departments that have very very different sure. mm-hmm. sets and requirements and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to tailor make something for specifically for your team and their needs and their requirements. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think as people are listening to this whether you are a team member or whether you're the leader of a team it is looking at the word that we used was confluence so mm-hmm. it's putting things together so there's the intention of who we are as individuals but who we and who we work for mm-hmm. that is a possibility of creating something that feels like it has value in in going to work every day mm. in having that sense of belonging in the, with the group of people that you work with most closely. Mm-hmm. That's where that micro mission has such power is that it is personalized to the people who are working in that smaller group. Right. And I think it helps the the micro mission and as we're talking
0: today about around this thinking about what that cocktail looks like there is we're we're kind of coming out of a long long chapter of our when we will look back on our human history of where we've had like almost the the cult of the individual Mm -hmm. where it was about your individual you know at all costs and and looking out for number one like that's like you know that's a a phrase that as soon as you hear that everybody knows what that refers to Mm -hmm. but yet now as I think as we're collectively starting to Stop and say, wait a minute, is that really all that there is? There, there has to be more. And, and we're starting to recognize that in ourselves, that there is a loneliness in that individualism mm-hmm. and in that addiction to growth that, um, that well, gets sure. in the way of teams.
1: I mean it not only gets in the way of teams, but it also gets in the way of your health, right? Yes. And if sir. you look at if you look at the data around mental health, even just here in Canada, mm-hmm. the numbers are staggering, right? So mm-hmm. to me, I think to all of us here, the fact that, you know, in the in the age range from eighteen to twenty-four, thirty-three percent of them have anxiety or depression, twenty-five percent mm-hmm. have anxiety and fifteen percent have PTSD. Okay. Wow. So though and those numbers change quite dramatically if we're talking about an lgbt community or we're talking about yeah. an indigenous community mm-hmm. yes. loneliness ramps up to almost 60% for people oh. that are 50 and above okay mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are data data from last year in canada so I think we all think if that that we're dealing with a crisis of meaning in in the, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. this world and that yes. individualization and this sort of sep- the cult of separation that we've had yeah. for the past 50 years
2: mm-hmm. I mean I
1: know I certainly grew up in the me 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 sort of optics and and, and learning but I think that the 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 data is is telling a different story and even things around addiction and aggression Mm-hmm. The numbers are pretty awful. I mean, 20% yeah. of the population in Canada is going to have addiction in their lifetime. Mm. And right now, depending on which community is, between 20, 17 and 25% of Can- Canadians are dealing with addiction. So what's, go- what's wrong? There's something wrong right? There's something going on. It is a
2: wellness issue. The statistic I read yesterday was that social isolation, particularly in older adults, has the Mm -hmm. same physical effect as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It can shorten your life to the same extent. So we are speaking of a health crisis and a well-being crisis. And it plays out most often in the workplace where people are enforced to be with others Mm -hmm. whether we're in a virtual office a hybrid office or we're back in person Mm -hmm. and yet we feel like we don't have any place that we belong or people we belong with
1: yeah that's right right. so that's why it's so important for leaders today to understand i think and contextualize what's going on in the world because Mm -hmm. all of that data that we just spoke about people are coming to the office in that state of mind, right yes. so right. so so if you've got you know 30 or 40 percent of your your team coming mm-hmm. to work with these kind of challenges,
2: mm-hmm. something's
1: got to change yeah. so, mm-hmm. at a, and at a minimum, I think leaders need to be aware of this individualized crisis of meaning that that, that we're having and go ahead, Carol.
2: Well, I was just going to say, let's shift and look at it from that other perspective because there are, and we do, we know we've worked with teams where they feel like they have relationship, where they feel like they have a place to belong. And so what happens and what what is created then when you know that these eight hours a day, five days a week are with people that you really appreciate, something shifts and it becomes that other side we begin to see the possibility of admiring the leader that you're working for, of feeling like you're pulling together in the same direction, Mm -hmm. that sense of we are working on something worthwhile together. So just in that, I know the work that you're doing, Colin, with the organization that we're working with, Mm -hmm. just in beginning that conversation, what shifted in the leader that you
1: spoke with? It was this idea of, of, togetherness i think mm. is probably the best the best word mm. as opposed to sort of separated anxiety separated sort of fatigue bringing old stories to the to the to the equation and mm-hmm. in this instance that, that that we're talking about it's an organization or it's a team within the organization that's growing quickly very quickly. Mm-hmm. So they're having to bring a lot of new people onto a onto a team that has a pretty difficult job in dealing with external relations and client relations yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what the the what the leader recognized was he needed he needed to not have the old stories and the negativity and the stressors coming in
2: mm-hmm. with
1: all of these new people arriving because that would infect the new arrivals and could really create um, yeah, for sure. A, a time bomb, right? For yeah. for teams. So yeah, yeah that, that's the
2: so we're dealing with there's two different pieces here that I'm hearing. One is there there will be growth in organizations, there will be growth in enterprises. Mm-hmm. And so this is a bit about how are we growing and incorporating a little bit of the principles of degrowth into growing which seems like a conflict it seems like it doesn't make sense and yet when we look at those principles of degrowth they are exactly what you're talking about applying in this idea of the micro mission
1: colin yeah yeah well i I mean Mm. it it, it's it's about it's about really connecting to what you're doing as a collective right Mm, right. and Mm -hmm. and you know, so often a mission and a vision of a larger organization may seem a bit ethereal to come to somebody coming in and, and feeling a bit of the grind and the pressures and the stressors. Right. Mm-hmm. So the idea of a micro mission is really about a reimagining the, uh, the relationship that you can have with your colleagues, the
2: mm-hmm. relationship
1: that you can have with your clients externally, and the relationship mm-hmm. that you can have with the rest of the business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really <laughs> weird, well, And that
2: creates that sustainability that we're talking about.
1: Right, right.
2: Because the other piece that we were speaking of in, in our preparation for this conversation was that one of the things that happens with leaders, and it's a logical thing, is, well, we'll throw a workshop in there. Yeah. Or we'll mm-hmm. we'll all go on a retreat, or we'll create something that's that we can building exercise. With, right? Yeah. yeah. And then that works for a minute. Mm-hmm. But Crystal, you were saying, what, what helps follow up? Yeah, so what, this
0: is such an interesting thing because this is where we have that opportunity to decide almost, am I, am I reclaiming as, as a leader, am I reclaiming the humanity in this situation or am I going to do business as usual? Mm. So a team, a team building workshop or event or anything like that, they're they're actually really great right? There's, there's lots of really great ones. I've personally participated in them. However, I've also participated in them when my team was not healthy at the core and there was a lot of performative stuff in there. And mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that the the opportunity here for leaders to think about is to think about, yes, we need those events because those are ways that we can celebrate and grow and everybody loves the live events, but where are the subtle ways You know, and thinking of that that cocktail again. You know, when you're like, "Mm, something is missing, and if I just add this, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really great. Or if it's a recipe or whatever, whatever you're thinking about, people are obviously more than recipes. But where is it that we can draw on wisdom that's maybe not being used? So where are strengths in the team members that we have not, either that have not been recognized or that I, if I am the leader, what what have I been How have I been investing my time into observing how people are showing up? Like, do Mm. I really, am I really giving, creating space and opportunity for them to show up in that place? Because then anything that I do is going to be building off of something that is already a foundation of a desire to, to be whole, to reclaim what's, what's possible there.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's also a question of, you know, those workshops and those those retreats and things like that are intersections in time, right? Time and yes. space, and they mm-hmm. they last for a finite period of time. And I think what we're suggesting is how do you or how can you bring the feeling that you have? Because often those 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 events and those retreats are 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 incredible, right? And there's an incredible yes. buzz, and you then yeah. you go home and you're like, oh, well, back to normal, right? So mm-hmm. I think what we're advocating is. Is Can you make this, and I think we're saying we can, can you yeah. bring those moments in time and those intersections throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout mm-hmm. the month, throughout the year, so that mm-hmm. your team is constantly on that, that, that different level of, of connection to each other?
2: Oh, yes. Those are the ingredients you want to bring back into the workplace. Those very ones that leave you feeling refreshed and and enlivened is exactly what needs to be brought into the workplace. So that sense of camaraderie, that sense of building something together, that opportunity to be vulnerable. In a mm-hmm. space that feels safe, yeah. bringing pieces of that back into a micro mission, into the traction that is that you can do from those retreats and mm-hmm. workshops, yeah. it is often what we have experienced. It is what where coaching comes in, because it builds on what you already know. Yeah,
1: and it a micro mission hard- is alive and i think what we're trying to say here is that the the cultural cohesion and connection and, and bringing humanity back into the workplace and the workforce and to teams is alive and it's always got to stay alive and one of the things that we're doing with the micro mission for that organization we mentioned is having a monthly sit down a monthly circle where everybody connects where much like a like a confidential coaching call it's it's or a brainstorm, right? No idea is mm-hmm. bad and it's all confidential mm-hmm. and everybody can share and it's a safe space to keep that alive. It's, it's, I, th- I think what we're, what we're really advocating is taking the, 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 the goals off of the wall and turning mm-hmm. them into something that's organic and real and alive. And, and if leaders can recognize that, that's a huge first step. Yes.
2: Yeah. That mm-hmm. yeah. They're living people. So that these goals on the wall are not, they're not just words, they are going to impact people's lives. And if we look at how carefully we craft them, and then we bring them into a space where we can feel that we can own them, we've got a, a much bigger possibility of realizing those goals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. Okay. So we have, we have one minute left and I would love to hear from each of you. If um, a leader was to ask, and we, we know that coaching is not about advice. So this is not, this is not necessarily about advice, but I am curious if you were um, in a conversation and you're either mentoring someone or coaching them, what is one thing that you would want to offer them or that you have recognized as a really great tool for them Mm -hmm. to use to start to pull out those different um, mm-hmm. elements in their team that maybe they n- might not have recognized before.
2: Well, I can go first, Colin, if yeah. you like. What I invite leaders to do is to look at who they haven't heard from. Mm-hmm. Consider the voice that may not have been the strongest or yeah. the loudest. Yeah. Listen and provide space for mm-hmm. someone who may not have provided a great deal of contribution yet yeah see what they're thinking mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I would really just expand on that and say this this the secret is in what's not being said right yeah and and that awareness of the the struggle of humanity outside of the doors of your office needs to be taken into account so yeah yeah be, be yeah. listen to who's not like what's not being said who's yeah. not saying it who's not speaking up who's not being yeah. heard. So it's a question of, of you as a leader, kind of taking your ego and putting it in aside putting it yes. aside for, for later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I would,
0: I would just, I resonate with those, both of those thoughts. And and I would say in same along the same theme to listen, listen to learn, not to listen to hear, not to be heard because there's a, there's a time for all those things. And wisdom says, that there that there's a lot that we can be learning. People are wanting to teach us all the time if we're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, thank you. This was another fantastic conversation. Thanks for joining us uh, from wherever you are, whether you are in your car, you are on the treadmill, or you're doing life. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're listening to this episode, we're just really glad that you joined us. We're here every Tuesday. You can find us as we talk about teamwork on Teamwork Tuesdays. And if you have liked this episode, please share it, leave a leave a comment. We want to hear from you. If there are other things that you would like us to cover, please let us know. We would really appreciate hearing from you and hearing what is important to you right now. And until the next time, we hope you have a fantastic day and week ahead. Thanks mm-hmm. for joining. Take good care.
1: Be human. <laughs> <laughs> Be human. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about who we are and who we work with, find us at WholeHumanCoaching.com. You can find us everywhere on our socials, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Whole Human
1: Coaching.